Hello, I'm Donna Robinson, a lawyer with the Arts Law Centre of Australia. This is a podcast in a series for arts centres about the legal issues that impact them. This series is produced by Arts Law in partnership with Des Art. This episode, we're talking about consigning artworks to a gallery and the steps you need to take to protect the works in case the gallery goes broke. We'll be talking to Iris Bendor, manager of Iltajara Art Centre, and to Annika Skinner, assistant manager of Jumpy Desert Weavers, about their experiences. I'll also be speaking with Stephen Dodd, a solicitor from Denton's, a law firm that assists arts law by providing pro bono legal services in a wide range of areas, including the registration of consignment agreements on the Personal Property Securities Register. Iris Bendor is an Arts Centre Manager at the Iltajara or Many Hands Arts Centre. She explained what first prompted her to make sure the Arts Centre had consignment agreements in place. Um, so that was already quite some time ago. A gallery that we worked with had works on consignment and um, they, got, uh, they got bankrupt and they, they and, and, Later, it, it, we found out that uh, they've actually sold some of our works, but we never got paid for it on time. By the time that we knew that the works were sold or whatever, the, the gallery got bankrupt and they were not obliged to pay us. And it turned out that even a couple of those works uh, were donated to very key collections, public galleries, while the gallery was thinking that they're doing the right thing, they got the works from, from reputable uh, donors. The donors did the right thing. They bought the work from, from the gallery, but the money never reached the art center. And arts law actually helped us at that point. It was a long time ago. Um, but they actually, in one of their trips, they went to that, they were able to, although the gallery closed, they were able to make contact and see and meet with those people physically. And they came back with a check. <laughs> the check didn't, uh, didn't cover all of the costs because there were quite a few, yeah, it didn't cover all of the costs, but it was something that it was a bit of good news. But yeah, so, so you know, the, the issue never entirely got rectified, but it was handled in the best way it could in those circumstances. Um, but when we worked with Arts Law, etc., it was made clear to us that if there was, uh, if we did have better documentation for those consignments or for this consignment, it would have been easier to, uh, to come to a resolution. And were you able to get the artworks back that they hadn't sold, that you'd consigned to them? No, obviously the ones that weren't sold, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so what has been your experience with using a consignment agreement since you first began this process? So we, we usually try and, and use it. Uh, we do work with a lot of galleries like on a, on a one-off uh, basis, so it's just one exhibition. Um, so I, I admit that maybe not best practice, but if it's a gallery that I trust, that I, uh, I know that it's been there for a long time, I've heard good reviews about it, we just have one exhibition with them. Um, so and sometimes the gallery has their own contracts because they're so 
um, kind of well established in the marketplace that they they have their own contract to offer. So at times, you know, I'd go with their contract if I, I would read it if I think it's it's sensible and covers the main issues for me. I'd, I'd use it, um, and uh, probably the 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 main the, the time to use those consignments is with a gallery that we have multiple exhibitions with. That's that's when it, it's even more important, let's say. Um, and we did work with Arts Law to have two types of consignment agreements. One is an umbrella agreement and one is an individual agreement. Um, yeah, I guess I mean it's it's an it's a normal it's a normal and, and good normal thing to do and a good good practice. Sometimes it kind of I don't know an exhibition is being organized in a rush or there is a third party or for some reason it's not being done, but generally it's in, in my uh, to do list. Yeah, it's very clear that this needs to be done before the gallery accesses any of the works, and once the gallery has the works both sides are less motivated to, to pursue it because it's kind of like a done deal already in a way. Annika Skinner is the assistant manager of Jumpy Desert Weavers. She talked to me about what her experience was with using the Arts Law Consignment Agreement template. Really positive experience because it very clearly states the responsibilities of both parties in the relationship. And I think transparency is great and it just you bypass a lot of problems um, and it's certainly been a really easy process as well. So working with Arts Law and Dentons has been brilliant and they've really helped us and guided us through that process and now we've got a really efficient procedure for doing consignment agreements in PPSA. What first prompted you to make sure you had consignment agreements in place? It was first prompted with our business plan. So at the top of the Christmas tree for Jump is making sure that the social enterprise is sustainable for the long term. Um, and so consignment agreements became critical for us um, registering PPSA. And we had to have them to be able to do that. So that's what instigated us to explore it and, and nail with um, arts law and our pro bono lawyers, Dentons, um, to, to get the template done and to send that out to our, our gallerists and wholesalers. Now more than ever, it's the risk is high. Yes. Uh, you know, not really because high. galleries are not doing the right thing but because they're just so vulnerable to financial, you know, well, financially unstable now. Absolutely. I mean, for us even, like, so we sort of have a question flowchart that we even let gallerists consign works because our preference is always that they purchase them up front to, again, minimise risk. Um, and we're seeing more and more people approach us who were previously on purchasing upright to asking for consignments just for their own risk mitigation. Because it minimises their risk but increases your risk because... Absolutely. <laughs> but then it's sort of, an, you know, when for someone like us where we purchase up front, the impetus is always to keep stock moving. And so if we can't sell up front, we'll take a consignment as long as we can protect it and we feel confident in them and we only consign to galleries that have met certain criteria... Um, but, yeah, it's, it's not the ideal solution, but moving forward it might be how we keep ticking over. Yeah, so these are always about relationships, isn't it? If you've got a strong, trust, trusting relationship with someone, you know, you're more likely to go further with them. 
Absolutely, yeah. Stephen Dodd is a specialist in the PPSA and a lawyer at the law firm Denton's. He explained to me why it is so important to register your consignment agreement with the PPSR. Well, Donna, registration can become uh, particularly important where uh, artwork is sent to a gallery to be sold um, and that gallery, while it's in possession of the artwork, uh, becomes what we call insolvent, um, which is where the gallery is unable to pay its debts um, as and when they become due and payable. Now, if that happens, um, potentially all of the gallery's property can be uh, basically divided up and used to repay the people that the gallery owes money to. Now, if the consigned artwork being held by the gallery uh, has not been registered on the PPSR, um, there is a risk that the artwork won't be returned to the artist uh, and instead will form part of the property of the insolvent gallery, uh, which will be available to the people that the gallery owes money to. Uh, and that's basically the outcome we are aiming to avoid um, by making registrations uh, on the PPSR. Thanks to Stephen Dodd, Ira Spendor and Annika Skinner for providing their insight. This is part of a series of podcasts created by Arts Law in partnership with Desart. You can also find our podcasts on copyright, moral rights and on online exhibitions and social media and our podcast continuing on this topic on the Personal Property Securities Register. As always, if you have any questions, please contact Arts Law via email artslaw at artslaw.com.au. Goodbye. This podcast is intended as a guide to the law only. It's not legal advice and should not be used as a substitute for legal advice. Legal advice should be sought on the specific issues affecting you.